Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Do you enjoy playing relaxing puzzle games on your phone? I do. It's even better when they're free and you can collect prizes along the way. Welcome to Two Dots. I have been playing Two Dots to relax my mind, unwind, and there's something very methodical about it. The premise of the game is you connect dots horizontally, vertically, but never diagonally. And you head from level to level. And as I mentioned, you do collect points along the way if you are into that. More than 5,000 puzzles to keep you engaged and relaxed after a very long day, uniquely designed challenges challenges, game modes, and levels to choose from based on what adventure you are into. And by the way, you can download it for free right now on your Android phone or iOS. I also like the color template of this game. It's very, it's giving me very like pastel-y vibes. So yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it too. If you are ready to kick back and unwind, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS and start connecting. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Yes, sombrero. Yes, sombrero. Yes. Hello. Yes. Just call her sombrero. Just call me sombrero and call her bounce. Oh, God. Okay. It's a podcast, not a cast pod. Hey, Frage, every day she'll make you say, oh, my God. She's got the scoop. On pop culture news, so grab a friend and ain't what you say. It's Sarah and the Crow. Oh my God! After ten years, we finally know our theme song. Everybody, welcome Very. to the Hey Frage Pod. 
it is Balance and Sombrero. We have our new names. What are you what are you owing? What are you like? Why is your mouth open? I don't know. I don't know. Well, we have, oh, we have you new like names. My outfit? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh, well. oh, that and because it's always freezing in the studio, Sarah was like, I'm not taking off my jacket. And she removed it, folks, just for you. I did, just for you. <laughs> I'm wearing a leopard top today because AJ came over. You know, AJ is so many things in my life. Dear friend, um, co-host, comedian, impressionist, and stylist. Like, I actually make her come to my house and style me. And, you know, when I look up, you know, just perusing the Internet, as we do, and if you look up Glassdoor and you look up what a stylist actually makes, it's absurd. Oh, they're insane. They want to charge you like $250 an hour Per hour. I'm like, what? Are you a lawyer? Did you go to law school? Don't think so. You didn't do anything. That's actually a great point. You're right. You're right. Lee Leshner, our new attorney, charges four hundred and twenty-five. Now that is time spent because yeah. you're getting defended in law. <laughs> exactly. I'm just setting you up for an OOTD, and that's literally it. You're pulling a couple of leopard print things out, a couple of cutoff shorts. I'm making her look like mob boss meets and you're I don't know skipper. A, you're and snapping snap a photo a- on. I like sometimes when stylists too, they give you their like book or whatever, and they're like, "Yes, and a PDF file." Bitch, you can take those pictures on your cell phone and text them to me for $2. No disrespect to stylists. I'm pissed that I haven't bamboozled people into believing that my time is if my time is worth $500 an hour. I'll style you. But you know what I mean? Like, you go to Bloomingdale's and it's like, you know, you can have our special stylist and they okay. charge you an arm and a leg. And they're like, this $1,000 top will go fabulously with this $3,000 skirt. Excellent. I could go over to Value Village and pick up (laughs) two pieces of fabric, put it together. You look just as good. Just as good. I'm telling you what, you look fabulous today. Well, thank you. It's all thanks to you. Well, I was going to say leave your hair out, but we put it in a bun today. Oh, we did? Should I take it down? Do you like the putting it down? It looks great either way, but it, it, you never put it up. You know I what know, I'm saying? I know. I know. I never did. Well, you know, I'm, I'm feeling frisky. I'm, I'm feeling like a whole new woman. You know, I really am. Were you enlightened at Area 51? I was enlightened at Area 51. I went to therapy yesterday. You know, therapy always like clears my mind. We do love a good therapy yeah. session. My husband told me that he really missed me for like the first time ever. You know, it was a breakthrough. It was a real breakthrough. You know what? <laughs> no, I'm not going to disclose too much information, but it's so nice yeah, to feel. You have to keep your mouth. This one, like this one will be like, oh my God, she'll tell all the secrets. <laughs> this one time I was at your place and there was a pair of underwear there. And then like, I'm like, AJ, remember when we weren't supposed to say that part? Oh, oh okay. shit. Yeah. Yeah. You have to use restraint. The, yeah. uh, real restraint. Mm-hmm. I do, truly. But I will say that... <laughs> You're that like at a loss for words. A You're loss like, for words. I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> what, do I, uh, what do I say now? No, what I will say is that for Dan, for somebody like Schman to say that he actually missed you and somebody who loves his time and loves to be, you know, have his little Schman time, for him to say he missed you on a long trip is is really, I think we've leaped. This is one man, Leaps. huge step for mankind. Massive, massive step for mankind. Step. Yeah, I mean, this was huge. I mean, I yeah. had my own Greta Thunberg uh, <laughs> speech yesterday and it was therapy and it was awesome. But I have missed you. I have missed my childhood and I missed you all last week. Anyway. You have stolen. Okay, we should not go into this. I don't you care. Everybody, she's like, stolen a now. my dreams and my childhood, and I should not be here missing school. <laughs> oh my God. It's I'm not trying. funny. She is truly. We are she is truly canceled. Guess okay. what I was doing at 16. Yeah, cancel nation. Okay, <laughs> what were you doing? I was riding around in a sob with a massive subwoofer. Yeah, with a basketball, like, oversized sweatshirt on. 
trying to get drunk on Natty Lights. I mean, no, look, I, I mean, we make fun of her, but she, that oh, was very empowering yesterday. It was the most empowering speech ever. At six, uh, let me just tell you, I was trying to reiterate that at 16, I was not giving speeches to massive amounts of people. I was not becoming a meme. I mean, she's spoken to thousands, millions of people. Like, sh- her, she's everywhere. They did not I had, have an audience at <laughs> 16. No, it's it's just the, the, um, the way that she carries herself. It's very, very dramatic, but I think that made for such a bigger splash. Like they it, are watching I, you. <laughs> it was just so I had to go look at the video because I just saw this child. Like, and she, oh, she's on the verge of tears because she really is moved by this like environmental crisis that we're in. And like, <laughs> she taught me stuff. I was like, are we that? In desperate need and we are we really are we in dire times we are thank god for her i mean i support her but it was very impassioned (laughs) you know she she she's asperger she has a form of autism so you know which i couldn't really it must have been very very light on the spectrum i really couldn't tell i mean she speaks very very well and she's so so aware of what's happening super bright yeah Yeah. um but 16 16 16. speaking in front of the un it was just so impassioned the poor thing i mean i was like stressed for her you that should be another one of your impressions you ought to get out there people would cancel me. Like, are you serious? I shouldn't be here. I should be in school. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It was so. It was such a. Uh, 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 it was a performance. Honestly, shame on you all. <laughs> And I am not speaking badly on her. I'm just saying that the performance she gave was deserved awards. It deserved an Oscar. Between that and then the guy that was like full on twerking with his ball sack basically okay. out you in You love this guy. I was like, <laughs> you go, how is this going to solve climate? I love people that are impassioned and protest yeah, and all too. this stuff. So yesterday, like in D.C., it was shut down D.C., right? Or it was yes, Monday. Monday. It was Monday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Epic closes all downtown, all around the Capitol, the Seriously, White House, like yeah. all this stuff, right? And then there's this video that goes viral of this guy who looks in his young 20s <laughs> and he has the tightest cut off jean shorts his sack is just like molded and so is his hat and they're throwing glitter at one point on him and he's twerking like no one has ever twerked before and then he gets down and does a split and he's gyrating and i'm thinking to myself how the (laughs) fuck is this supposed to convince world leaders like that to, to stop emissions. Like it was what was so the sign behind good. him? It was like we need capitalism change. Is capitalism killing is killing us. Right. Okay. Yeah. You so robbed me of my childhood. Put him and Greta together. I think we could have. They should be together. A movement. It was epic. Day. And what then a great this, day yesterday. The, what a great. This, this whole week has just been memes, memes central. Just all this type of like. <laughs> what a world we live what in. What a world we live in is one thing. One huge thing turns into a meme, which then turns into a huge movement and like a whole media s- frenzy. We got to do, uh, we definitely need to come up with a meme for him because it was so epic, the split. The split? Oh, then he's just, got, you know, bouncing up and down. He's giving us Cardi B. And I put it on Twitter and then people were like, fuck you. What are you doing for the environment? At least <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, it just it's an observation. I'm, you know, I recycle constantly. In my house, we recycle every damn thing. We're washing oh, out every pot, we every really- plastic. <laughs> I mean... But we're doing you, all we can do, folks. There's still places in the United States that do not recycle. Ocean City, Maryland is one of them. Really? They weren't for a really long time because they would say it's more expensive to build a recycling center than to actually just throw it all out. I'm like, I don't think that makes any sense. But wow. yeah, so so we would always bring a bag home of all our recycles, recycle it in DC. Here you go. It is it is crazy though. Just what are people, we need a book for people, like recycling and, and climate change prevent, like all that stuff for dummies. That's what I need. Oh, right. Because you, what you're just saying, like you don't know where to start to help the environment. Well, I just see people like Greta who are so 
passionate about the movement and I don't think I get it you know what I mean like I know know the ice caps are melting like I know but I woke up this morning and the sun was shining and birds were chirping see I don't see the the effect right now you know what I'm saying well that's the point but I feel like you are seeing it with these massive hurricanes like right right and you're actually probably seeing it in Ocean City because what's insane here in the United States that's happening all across the world is our shorelines are completely being eroded like at a much faster rate than they were 100 years ago so people who have homes in Florida, all up that actually are on the ocean, right. they're not going to exist in like 10 or 15 years. This is why I don't own a vehicle. And I get you to drive me everywhere. <laughs> this is true. We we carpool. we do we do carpool, and I think that uh, well, I was watching a couple of videos, and they were interviewing people around DC and asking them, "How are you lessening your carbon footprint?" And it was all like, "I'm not going to have children, and you know, I'm not. I'm I've chosen to what? not give birth because I feel like it'll lessen my carbon footprint, and I don't want to put another human on this earth if this is they're not even going to survive the first five years." That's so and, crazy. I never think about that as someone who's currently trying to get pregnant. I well, never right. think about climate change, but. That then I think about the other side. What if you teach them really well and you bring them into this this world as a really good citizen and a you know a good person? What if I'm giving birth to the next Greta and like you know she's just got yeah, this amazing uh, you know idea for recycling? Right, right. And she's Swedish. And she's Swedish. <laughs> and she well, I think about the thing about a Greta is just like she came all the way from Sweden to speak to the UN. What are you doing? Like, I, if see, I don't want to get canceled by people because I want to say like she's an incredible person and she was actually brought. She's an activist in Sweden, right? Because yeah. then. I wanted to research all about her. I'm like, who is this 16 year old coming over here and talking to like you want to research her, right? And she does not get on airplanes because of the admission. So she took a 32 hour train ride to get to the U.N. from Sweden just to get up there and tell them. I'm watching you. You have robbed me. Okay. It's getting less funny, but you know, no, no, it is. I just, I literally am thinking of all the bad things people are going to say about us. Oh, they say shit all the time. Whatever. We love everybody. That's the thing. Like we do a comedy podcast. Okay. Yes, yeah. It talks about comedy, pop culture, our insane lives. We put everything out there. As you guys know, we're a wreck. Like we don't hide that. So and we just like make fun of people because whatever. I mean, it's all in good fun. It's we, all in good fun. The world is ending. We might as well have some fun with Greta. I, I would. Do we think she would come on the show? We'll pay for your thirty-two ride train ticket to come back, <laughs> please. How are we going to get come her from back. Sweden to Washington D.C.? I mean, oh, this, we'll Skype. It would in. be a voyage. For it her. would be a voyage. We'd have to Skype in. Yeah, she'd be really good. She'd be incredible. Now, I want to do get her a, a styling. I'm actually going to suggest a styling glam to her. I feel like we could have done more than a French braid to. Um, <laughs> To reach the UN, but she's been, you know, she probably just traveled 32 hours, and we can't expect her to, you know, be all glammed up. But Uh, we got to put her in touch with uh, Paul Wharton's glam squad because they, she's gorgeous. I feel like we could, she's like a Scandinavian goddess. I want to, I want to like zhuzh that hair up, but all natural, not animal tested. Oh, I was you know going to say, mean? she probably doesn't believe in any makeup or anything. Absolutely not. Right. Good for her, though. I do, like, and I, I love kids that are impassioned at a young age. Like, you they have such saying? a calling. Yeah. Yes. I know. I couldn't get th- my act together. But. You think she's getting invited to prom? I feel like guys would just be like, I don't even know how to even approach the subject of prom. I, like, I love the planet. How do you, how would, like, boys are, we're boys scared of you. <laughs> I'm rambling on and on, but I'm trying to get out that, like, <laughs> as a boy, I'd be so scared of Greta. Yeah, I, I think that people are intimidated by her and world leaders. Oh, God. Anyway, that was like a huge detour from what we were originally going to say. <laughs> which do you was- want to start over? No, absolutely not. I feel like our whole show is, the show should be changed to detour. Like, it should be completely like. It should be called Bouncing Sombrero, Take a Detour. It should be called Tangent with Bouncing Sombrero. That should actually be it.
<laughs> oh my god! Seriously, I can already see the graphic. Like just a sombrero and then like a ball bouncing. Horrible graphic already. <laughs> <laughs> Tangents with bouncing sombrero. Okay, so we have these new nicknames for each other. You know, we, we went away last week. We we're in LA. We we wanted to do some meetings out there. Then we went to Area Fifty One. And one morning we were talking about like inheritances or whatever, like or what our parents are going to leave us. And I was saying to AJ, like my mom's motto is the last check should bounce. Like she literally <laughs> is like she has no income and shops nonstop. Well, like all the fucking time, my brother calls me. He's like. I've taken I've taken her credit cards. Like he continues to take her credit cards and she just signs up for new ones. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh my God. She's not a nickel, right? And then you <laughs> yeah. were saying, Well, great. Well, my parents are gonna leave me two sombreros. That's like all they have. Two sombreros and a little bit of regret. Yeah. Yeah. Just like <laughs> and a massive maybe therapy bill. Massive therapy <laughs> bill, maybe some tequila left over, like from like the depths of Oaxaca, Mexico. And oh. uh call it a day. <laughs> call it a day. <laughs> two sombreros, that's my inheritance. Can't wait. <laughs> So now we're sombrero and bounce because that's really appropriate for us. I think it is. It, it encapsulates everything that we are as people. This must be so awesome. Like if you knew that you were going to get millions of dollars from your parents, like what a great feeling. Like would you even work? That, I feel I such always, less pressure. Yeah, right. I always go up and down with this because I'm so thankful for where I came from because when I have a really good day or we go on a really nice <clears> vacation, <throat> I'm so thankful and happy. But imagine if you're rich and, you know, a yacht on the Amalfi Coast, just a Tuesday. Oh, God. No, I can imagine it. That would be uh, epic. It'd be epic, right? Yeah. You'd be so thankful for that. And so I feel like pain really caught you. You, just, you see happiness in that. You know what Poverty a, leads to uh, appreciation. Yes. <laughs> you know, holy socks. When your socks are holy, you appreciate a good pair of socks. I mean, I'm ready to live in a mansion. I'll be honest. I'll you know be what? honest with you. I'm ready for the riches to come. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I mean, they can come anytime. But do you work if you know you have a trust fund waiting for you? You know, do you, have know. A, do you have a purpose in life? And I think... You no. should. You should. Be. <laughs> I would have no purpose. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, set me up at a pen, penthouse in Soho. No stress. Yeah. Absolutely no stress. We asked the question, by the way, on our Instagram. You could follow us at HeyFrage and at uh, Andrea Lopez Comedy. Anyway, that's that's our nickname. We're calling the show today. Balance and Sombrero. Balance and Sombrero. <laughs> it only took us uh, 20 minutes to get to that point. But bouncing somewhere oh we here. Uh, look, we got to thank some of our sponsors. And the best way to support this podcast, we love you guys. You frequent our sponsors. You buy from them. You make appointments for them. And that is so awesome. That keeps us in business. Alex Newin is from State Farm Insurance. And he has got you. He, actually, he's a husband and wife team. We love On, too. His wife, On. You can go to their website, Always On, which is A-L-W-A-Y-S-A-N-H.com. Or call 703-462-8700. They have three locations. Alexander. Annandale and Arlington, but they serve Maryland, D.C., and Virginia everywhere. Life insurance, auto and home, renters, condo, financial service consulta- uh, consultations as well uh, that can cover budgeting and retirement. Dan and I go to them. Dan is just getting a life insurance short-term and long-term. I'm adding to my short-term and long-term as well as my life insurance. So make your appointment today. Don't wait. If you are in your 30s, now is the perfect time to get started. Even if you're in your 40s, it is never too late. Uh, you definitely need life insurance because unlike our parents, who are leaving us with Pennies. sombreros and bounce checks. <laughs> you could be leaving your kids with financial freedom and security. So make an appointment today with Alex Newin. You can go to alwayson.com or call Alex at 703-462-8700. We also love Dr. Mary. I just had my periodontal surgery uh, with her. You're going to be seeing a new video up. I'm going to kind of take you behind the scenes of my periodontal surgery. Um 
And also, you can get a $99 cleaning with her right now. She's located in Germantown, Maryland, totaldentalcaremd.com. Um, they treat everyone from little ones all the way up to senior citizens. They are a full family practice. And Mary got together with her partners to start putting the patient first. So if you haven't been to the dentist in 10 years, if you're not sure about your insurance, go see them because they specialize in helping you figure it out. They never turn patients away and they make sure that your health and your dental health is great. Um, I'm trying to get pregnant. So with me, I had to go and have a cleaning, have all my dental stuff done because I had no idea how important your mouth was to your pregnancy. No clue. All connected, Sarah. All connected. Had no idea. TotalDentalCareMD.com. Make your appointment today. Tell Mary that the Hay for H podcast sent you. You get a $99 special. Also, Inova Health is amazing. Uh, you got to hear from Dr. Clark on Monday, who was great. I, I love this. And I always get great messages from you guys about addiction struggles that you've either had or your family members have had. Totally get it. Um, they're having an event, actually, Inova Health and Act on Addiction campaign will bring together members of the community at the Act on Addiction Summit. Bridge the Gap for Young Adults on October 5th, of course, which is next Saturday. For more information and to register for the event, visit actonaddictionnow.org. Okay, that's their website, actonaddictionnow.org. We've partnered with Inova Health because this entire month is Addiction Awareness Month, the month of September, so we're very grateful for them. Act on Addiction Campaign is an addiction awareness campaign focused on generating awareness, destigmatizing, and educating those who suffer from addiction and their loved ones. As Dr. Clark mentioned, they do everything from group meetings. A lot of this stuff is free. A lot of the programs Programs, or they said, do not be deterred if you do not have the money to send a loved one or yourself to rehab. They help with all of that. So it's actonaddictionnow.org is the website. Excellent. AJ, you've got Best Fiends. Tell me about it. Best Fiends is an app that you all need to download. I even got our intern Marcus to download it, and he's already farther than me on it. I'm low-key upset because uh, I'm kind of competitive. Yeah, he's farther than me. I played it on the plane ride and the long car ride uh, during our Area 51 adventures. Totally kept me entertained. It's a game meant for adults, but anyone is able to enjoy it. It's a mix of fun puzzles and strategic games. I'm trying to level up, y'all. Marcus is obviously doing better than me in the game. Uh, this app has changed my perspective on game apps. You can play it anywhere and with your other friends that have also downloaded it. So I loved that feature of it. Uh, it's a free download and there's already 100 million global downloads. Best Fiends updates the game monthly and with new levels and new events, so you never get scared of getting tired of the game. Uh, as I mentioned, 100 million downloads. You'll definitely need strategy to win the game and try to collect as many characters as possible. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. They've got little slugs, little insects with big eyes. Five-star rated mobile game on the Apple App Store and Google Play. It's downloaded free on the Apple App Store and Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. F-I-E-N-D-S. Okay, now back to the podcast. Uh, all right, there's a couple of crazy pop culture stories that are happening that I thought we could talk about because I'm just always fascinated. It is kind of a weird week, I feel like, in the world. Between well, Greta, the twerking, you know, shut down DC. A woman biting uh, camel's testicles. Yeah, we got a lot of stories this week. But the one that keeps circulating all over my social media is, did you see the parents that thought they were adopting a six-year-old girl only to find out that she was actually an adult con artist with dwarfism who then tried to murder them? Yo, we are not safe, yo. Yo. <laughs> this, this has left me in utter, I'm planned on adopting. Not anymore. You can better believe all those adoption agencies are shutting them down. No one's going to adopt anymore. I want to adopt too, actually. I'm very excited to adopt. And Rob yes. Shear, who's been on this, who does um, Huge, comfort in the cases. Yes. 
Yes, who's been in the foster care system, well, was, and now an adopted four kids. Like, we ought to get Rob on the phone. I mean, what are the chances? This story, does this story seem fishy to anybody else? So, so these, uh, this couple. Yeah. <laughs> this girl is a psychopath. <laughs> Read me this story, Sarah. Read it. <laughs> get into it. Okay, so. This whole sweet adoption story started in 2010, and I thought that the movie Orphan was based on this, but it turns out it's not true. So a couple in Florida, Christine and Michael Barnett, claim that they're victims of fraud. Though they were charged with abandoning their adopted daughter when she was nine years old, they claim that she lied and was posing as a child when she's really a mentally ill teenager. Now, Christine says she and Michael adopted the Ukrainian-born Natalie Grace in 2010 from Florida, where they were told she was six years old. But they immediately say signs became very strange within the first year. First of all, their six-year-old child, when they went to bathe her, she had full pubic hair and then started her period a week later. Okay, oh, red flag. A old. <laughs> okay, what's going on Red here? flag immediately, uh, unless it has okay. onset pubic hair growth, <laughs> okay. early onset. Whoa, okay, this is a little soon. They didn't say it was like a little. They said it was like massive. Yes. Then she says that she uh, also, within a year, so her, her adopted daughter was having full-on periods. She had adult teeth, um, and she never grew an inch, which even if the child w- did have dwarfism, she still would have grown some if she was six years old. Um, Natalie often acted like a child, loved to dress in pink dresses and kids' clothing, but her vocabulary was one of an adult, and she hated hanging out with children. Um, at the time, the mom says, I ran a little school, and I remember she said to me, these children are exhausting. I don't know how you do it. And then like a week later, she caught Natalie putting bleach or Windex or something in her coffee. And she asked Natalie, "Uh, what are you doing? And she said, I'm trying to poison you. I'm trying to kill you. Okay. see, (laughs) if I was really trying to kill my parents, I wouldn't immediately come out with it. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was the cream. Just came out. I'm trying to kill you. Other times, Natalie would smear blood on the house mirrors and attack babies and make death threats, claiming she was hearing voices. Eventually, they moved her out to an apartment. Okay, so they moved her out to an apartment only, and then they moved to Canada to try to get away from her, right? Then they, like, peeked back in on her one time because they were paying for her apartment, and they say that she was had pink dresses, little bows, and they believed that she was frauding another family, trying to convince them that she was an abandoned um, little girl. See, absolutely not. How do they, I mean, I have so many questions about this. So a lot of people did, like like I mentioned, had said that this was the plot for the Orphan film, but I don't think it was because Orphan movie came out in 2010. Um, people are saying this, it's the yeah, Orphan is... in real life. I, oh, okay, okay. So the Orphan movie came out first, and then a lot of people are saying that this is basically the like real the Orphan life. movie. Yeah. Yes. So this is really what she looked like. And if you know what scares me is that she it does have kind of the facial features of a younger a younger child. So what's really going on with the adoption center that actually let this pass? Because they did it through an adoption. It was like an emergency adoption in Florida. I I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, so, but I'm, I'm really confused. I feel like someone needs to do like a, a deeper dive, right? Because the parents were charged with abandoning her and I'm not sure if the case is ongoing. It kind of seems like it is. Like they're not out of the woods yet, even though this little girl... Oh, my God. It's like a lot older. Right. I'm just trying to find some actual oh. recent uh, images of her. Because all I see, yeah, because you brought up a recent article where it looked like Christine and Michael, the parents, they had been arrested and charged. Yeah. Like they had their mug shots. Right. That's, which is. Uh, but I agree with you. It's like you must be able to go back to the Florida child agency that, that set up this adoption. And then aren't they liable? That's what I'm thinking. I, what they're saying is that they were taken into custody for abandonment because they 
technically abandoned the child, but she's not a child. And they have the doctor's notes to to prove it. People are saying, of course it was Florida. I read this story last night. It was insane. Practically organized. (laughs) Florida. (laughs) Only Florida people would allow this. Yeah, yeah. Take this kid. She's six years old. (gasps) Ladita says, how the hell were they charged with child abandonment when she was grown? I don't know. Because apparently there's some sort of disagreement about her being grown. I mean, they say that they even mentally institutionalized her where she admitted she was 18. But then she right. was back out on the street. She got They got her her apartment. They couldn't do anything about it. They couldn't keep her. Back out on the streets. They rent her an apartment, and then she starts scamming other people. Oh, my God. Within a year, they had claims she pushed her into an electric fence, poured bleach into her coffee, and threatened to stab the Barnetts in their sleep. And they decided to flee to Canada. You know why? Because Canada is a happy place. Well, now you need a passport to get there, too, so they probably figured this chick. Lord knows if she could figure out her passport. Definitely not. Man, I so, hope they're not charged right. This is crazy. The crazy thing is they couldn't even tell how old she is. Like, is she 18? Is she 22? They were, they were taking literally, like, bone samples to figure out the bone density to figure out her age. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I mean, like, I would change my phone numbers. Like, how do you get away from her? Poor thing. I know. So this, this is the mom. mom looks so upset, too. Like, I mean, she looks completely distraught. I would be, too. What do you do with, like, this kid? And, and they just... At this point, they wanted to leave the kid behind. Still paid for her apartment, though. I would just cut off all ties. But they're still getting charged with abandonment. I don't know how. Absolutely not. <laughs> what would you? So what are you going to do? You adopt a kid, and they uh, stayed with the kid for like a year while the kid tried to pour bleach in their coffee. I don't know what I would do. I, I really don't. And she, this, okay. There you go. See, she looks 18 there. She looks, oh, oh, yeah. Does she? I think she does, don't you? She looks older. She doesn't what? look six. She doesn't look eight. You guys think she looks eight? No yes. Way. I'm getting total. Hold on. I'm going to put this picture oh, up. That's a woman. Here she is. This is Natalie Grace. Natalie Grace looks in that picture. She looks 30 years old. No, You ain't fooling me. <laughs> no. Okay. You know what's giving it away is the grandma scarf. She's got drap. <laughs> <laughs> She's got exactly. over her shoulders. This is a, this is a 35 year old woman. I wouldn't go Let's as far Natalie as say Grace 35. on this this show. Would she you trust looks Natalie so Grace? She's so young. Look at she, me. She's got facial hair. Um, no, <laughs> not not uh, not like your stash. Uh, you okay. are saying the couple moved to Canada because their other child was a math prodigy. Okay, sure, I'd go with that excuse too. Math wow. genius. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> okay, this is more pictures of We're her drawing. To, uh, Montreal. Here's this the dad. Is the dad. Released on $5,000 bail. Here's the mom. mom. I mean, I can't believe it. They're trying to do a good deed. And turns out, literally, you're trying to adopt a child. Turns out your baby's trying to kill you. A great Inside Edition story. I mean, has anyone gone and, like, interviewed Natalie Grace? You know what's crazy? She actually kind of, in the movie An Orphan, looks like the dad. (laughs) Wow. Scary as hell. But anyway, that 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 story has to be circulating all over your social media because no one can believe it. No one can believe that. She's just a con artist. All right, I agree. There she looks young. Yes, they're doing Christmas cookies. She poured bleach inside that flower. (laughs) I am so scared. What a wow. Bitch knew what she was doing. She really is. And she got her own apartment and now she's got bows and pink dresses and she's going to con the next couple. How do you do that, though? How do you do that? Walk out on the street. <laughs> no one thinks to like. You just contact an, orf- an orphanage or a uh, and just I'm say, hi, six. I'm six. I've been left here. I'm ready to find a family. 
People are saying scammers are a rare breed. She looks like a kid who used to uh, use the face app to make herself look old. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. We're going to hell. We are. This is just like. This is them holding her. Wow. Poor thing. But you know what? It sucks. I hate stories like this because it ruins it for thousands of kids that need to be adopted. Adopted. That are waiting for good homes. Do not let this story deter you. It doesn't deter me. I mean, what are the chances? No. This is like one in a million chance. If they're trying to say this is an emergency and you need to adopt this child or nothing, probably don't go with it. Yeah. There's something. Somebody set them up. There is something there. Yeah, I agree. I I would want to know more. Wow. She does look young there. She's giving him a rose. Breathe into this. (laughs) It's filled with uh, anthrax (laughs) powder. (laughs) This is not funny. Get closer. This is end. The couple showered Nata- Natalia with intention <laughs> taking her to I'm Disney World. I'm also a poison prodigy. <laughs> She's got all the poisons. Enjoying ice cream treats and playful pillow fights with her three brothers to slowly bring her out of her shell. That's wow. how. That's how they they started. Well, they're just saying that they showered her with gifts in the beginning, right when they just adopted her. But I tell you, this story is really insane. God, that must be so stressful. Poor family. I hope they're okay. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply 
of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. There's another, there's like, okay, basically we should have dedicated this show to all the the crazy kids out there because it's turning into the child show. Did you guys see this about the 11-year-old boy who in South Carolina who drove 200 miles, stole his brother's car? 11-year-old boy drove 200 miles alone to live with a man that he met on Snapchat, please say. What is going on? (laughs) I mean, I'm trying to have a kid and I'm having second thoughts left and right. Wait a minute. <laughs> these kids are out here in these streets doing whatever. Okay. Don't watch the news. Uh, don't watch the show Euphoria if you want to have kids. This is literally what we're telling you right now. Wait, wait, wait. This Y'all 11-year-old kid. Half of the people that listen to this show have children. Do y'all's kids act like this? This is this is crazy. Are they trying to poison you and then steal in your car? Because, like, I got to know before I have one. The balls these kids have. The I was balls. not doing it. The balls. You know what I was doing when I was 6 and 11? Not this. <laughs> I was watching Dragon Tales and Arthur. I don't know who, who how do they even get into the car like I was so scared of that I was scared of driving at 16 this kid's like mm, cars 11 years fine. old yeah Charleston police cruiser early Monday morning this past Monday noticed something was unusual when a car pulled up alongside him and an 11 year old boy was in the driver's seat alone okay, okay the boy had taken his brother's car and driven several hours from Simpsonville South Carolina to live with a man that he met on Snapchat it's what? No supervision. I guess not. After his the 11-year-old's father's GPS device lost signal, a boy was unable uh, to re-enter the man's address because the message had disappeared. One of Snapchat's features, of course, is messaging function that allows people to communicate in short videos and photos that disappear. Now, this whole thing is still under investigation as they're trying to figure out if this older man lured the 11-year-old boy. However, they did call the 11-year-old boy's family who then came to get him. No one noticed the missing vehicle? I mean, how does an 11-year-old even know how to drive? That was my first thought. 200 miles. 200 you miles? You wouldn't even You're let me drive. You're off exits. You wouldn't I even mean, let me drive from Vegas, from L.A. to Vegas. Absolutely not. <laughs> this, this 11-year-old's driving 200 miles. What in God's name? This poor kid. Poor kid. I, well, I'm, I mean, I'm more I, concerned yeah, about no. the guy on Snapchat that actually got him to drive. He probably was like, take the car. 
I know, but you know what's scary is like, are people are people not having conversations with their kids? Like, are they not saying like, hey, like all every time I see my niece and my niece is like, oh, I'm talking to my friend on Snapchat. I'm like, they're not real. They're 45 years old. Don't believe that. She goes, no, no, no. It's it's really it's just Kelly down the street. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's just... You start contacting the person. It's like uh, I know it's really her, like yeah. your old friend down the street. <laughs> I mean, this story is bananas. God, I don't even. I'm know happy how he's is. safe. Thank God. Thank God he never met up with this nutsack. But you Honestly. know, you don't know what their conversations were. So did this older guy think that this kid was older? Was this kid presenting himself as older on Snapchat, or right. was this guy a pedophile? You don't know. And with Snapchat, the messages do go away, but I have to believe they go into like the cloud or something. Oh, of like course. you can retrieve they save the everything. Snapchats. They yes. save everything. Don't be sending nudes on Snapchat. It doesn't disappear. No, they don't disappear. Now, now. <sighs> Insane. Are going, wait, what? What's up with this 11 year old? I don't know. Today we. He stole what? a car and he drove 200 miles. Dallas and Sombrero are doing a show dedicated to all the kids out there. Here's everything you shouldn't do. Okay. <laughs> well, except I mean, for Greta. We like Greta. Get it, Greta. Sh- You're doing the work that we don't want to. That is a 16 year old <laughs> with a voice and a purpose. Get it, Greta. Get it, girl. Who on this show believes, so do you believe that three quarters of millennials have had a quarter life crisis? I do believe that because all three of us uh, realized. I'm a millennial too. Okay. There's four millennials on this show. I'm on the <laughs> high end. <laughs> the, three, the three millennials on this show, we were discussing it earlier today. Bitch, I'm in that category. I'm like the, like the I was the original millennial. Uh, I'm the OG okay. of millennials. <laughs> I am. I'm one of the originals. Well, do you think you've ever gone through um, this quarter life crisis? Not it, on wood, not yet. I don't think so. Give us a couple characteristics of what you experience. Okay, so new study says that three quarters <laughs> of all millennials claim that they've had a quarter life crisis. Now, a quarter life crisis is sparked mostly by due of ongoing panic, stress, and a general feeling of what am I doing with my life. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck am I doing with my life? Okay, everybody on this show. So AJ is young. She's 25. Then our um, interns are like 25 and younger. So Marcus and Alyssa, do either one of you feel as though that you've had a quarter life crisis as a millennial? Or or do you, yeah, do you feel like you've had a life crisis? Oh, yes, absolutely. 100%. Yes, I've been feeling that since I was like 18 years old. It's a, <laughs> it's a daily thing, really. But here's my question. Why do you guys feel like... So the, so the article basically goes on to say that most of millennials at 25 feel that they should have their lives figured out. That they should at least own a vehicle or a house or they should have enough money to buy either a car or a house at 25. And yet they say that lo- oftentimes they're overwhelmed by here I am, carless, houseless, and wondering whether a diet of super noodles will be able to sustain me forever. So, did wh- But what made you believe that at 25 you were going to like have a house and a car and all that? That's a lot. Definitely did not think that I was going to own a house because I'm a millennial. I know I'm running all my shit anyway for like a really long time. But I don't know. I think it's seeing everyone else. Everyone always like posts about all of their success and everything. So for me, it's like more of where I'm going career wise. And everyone seems like really established with where they're going and what they want to do. And it's like I, that's what I have to compare to. Marcus might feel differently. Marcus, how do you feel? Well, I also just feel like... A lot of people our age think that, like, work-wise, like, work really needs to be meaningful. Like, I think, like, I don't think necessarily for, like, my parents, like, I think my parents, like, at their jobs, like, their jobs they like, the people they work with, it's enough to, like, they enjoy it. But that's not what their life is about. And I feel like at least now, especially for a lot of us before, like, we're having families of our own at least, a lot of people, I think, feel like they need to find the meaning in their life from the work that they're doing. And that's hard. 
Yeah. Because, like, a lot of jobs suck. Or even if they don't suck, it's hard to say, like, okay, this is where I find the purpose in my life. But I think a lot of people are like, okay, what do you do? What do you do? Like, what's your life about? Yeah, and literally when you say what do you do, it means what is your job? Oh, that's really like, good. Like, I just think, I don't know. I just see a difference between my friends and like what I think of as like people my parents' age in terms of how they approach work. And I mm-hmm. feel like then it's if you're going to your job trying to find like, okay, this is where my life is going to get its meaning. Uh, it's going to be pretty it easy to feel harder. disappointed. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think. Well, yeah. you're making a lot of people happy at that's uh, actually- Jubilee Ice Cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's also... Um, <laughs> I'm sick of like, I'm a little bit sick of everyone um, framing what they do in terms of some sort of service to the world. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I started an app that helps you find parking easier. Like, uh, making the world a little bit better. Like, no, that's a good product. I'm glad. Like, I want that app. But like, that's not service. That's not like a good deed. You know, but I think there's a real impetus for people to frame everything they do in that way it's like sometimes you know i like want to be a comedian and i hear comedians sometimes talk about like you know i'm just making the world a little bit better like bringing a smile bringing a laugh or that's whatever. what we have to tell ourselves to make ourselves well, feel better i'm also just Truly. like you're a smile, person who is if you're a successful comedian you're a person who's smart enough to have actually done something that could have really addressed some sort of institutional wrong i'm not saying you necessarily i don't think you have a responsibility to do that i'm just saying like you wanted to just Make jokes, and that's okay. But I just think that, like, you wanted to there's like, a drive wake for everyone up late to, and uh, yeah, spend the yeah, night and drink and at drink, comedy yeah, clubs. That's yeah, literally exactly. you just get paid to do that. Yeah, hey, and that's okay. Do you? What do you feel? Do you feel like you're having a quarter life crisis? Well, <clears throat> the most recent thing in my life, uh, I have pink eye in my right eye. I'm pretty sure you farted on my pillow. <laughs> what? How could you possibly have pink eye? You're never around kids. What do you mean? Well, no, you, you, you just catch it in any old way. I don't know. I woke up with like a sty in my eye or something. So I immediately assumed it was you. No, no, no. I don't know. Have I? That's my hardship today. Oh, well, that's uh, like nothing. Then obviously you're not having not a too bad life crisis. I am really happy that everyone is experiencing this because it makes it less of a problem, I think. You know, like yeah, everyone's addressing it. In it together. I hate the bad stereotype that millennials have that we never have anything figured out. But I like that it's okay to sleep in your parents' basement until you're 40. Like, all these things are, are now okay. Like, like, they've addressed, like, everybody's in, in school debt, you know? And that's that's true. I will be in school debt for a long time, and I feel like it's okay. I think the stereotype has been removed a little bit. Like, with not, there's not a bad stereotype anymore about that. So, have I had a quarter-life crisis? No, a little seems bit. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> seems, seems like you're like handling now, it well. You're like, yeah, now you're like, I've justified every point. <laughs> So everything. Millennials are also good at justifying everything. <laughs> I'm hungry today. I've already had a hamburger. But <laughs> I'll have one more. I'll have one more. I got to feed myself. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we're just good at justifying. I'm not upset about the career choice. I feel like it's really the the only thing I'm really, really good at. And Oh, yeah. And you're so young. There's so many years for it to work out. I think people, I don't know how millennials kind of got this mindset that, like, it's all going to happen really fast. That I think it, it, it was a, a turning long point. Time. I used to complain to you two years ago at 23. I was like, oh my God, I'm going nowhere in life. I have nothing to my name. What am I going to do? You're like, bitch, you're 23. Okay. <laughs> it don't happen overnight. And look, two years later, I've, I was able to get, you know what I mean? So it does yes. take a lot of time. It does take time to manifest. And I think that's the thing with, with all millennials and, and people that are in the 20s to 25 range. You're not going to be 
a high paying lawyer. And I think we only pay attention to the success stories after they've already been successful. You have to go back to where they were just starting out. I follow all of these like style and big comedians. And you got to remember that they were in the comedy clubs. Years. Schmucking it out. Schmucking years, it for years. Making a dime every single night. And we only see the successful part, you know, what they're putting on social media. But you got to go back to the old days. And just remember that, yeah, like, well, you people should, are loving your advice. They're loving your advice. They're loving Marcus's advice. They love Alyssa. They're basically saying that they agree with you guys. So well, good, to, <laughs> good to hear. Um, I'm good also hear. loving this article because, look, I, I've been all shapes and sizes. But Vice just put out an article, How to Have Sex with a Fat Girl, that is getting, like, a lot of attention. And they say, touch. And I can't stress this enough. Touch the fupa. <laughs> no, no, no. Read it again. But give me emphasis on the word. Read it like touch Greta. Touch the fupa. No, read it like Greta <laughs> reads it. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you should be ashamed of yourselves. You did not touch my fupa. <laughs> I want everyone, I want to call this the Greta challenge. Okay, this is called the Greta challenge. If you want to convey a point, <laughs> say it like Greta would say it. You have robbed me of this. You have robbed me of love from my fupa. Like, you need to really convey that message. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I like the Greta challenge so much. That's so good. Oh my God. Can well, we record us going up to people and doing the Greta challenge? I think that'd be great. And just you have see how. You robbed me. <laughs> she really is going to start a movement. You have to talk like you mean it. And a she does. Idea. Yes. Let's do that today. The Greta challenge. I like Everybody, this. Everybody, go out there. If you need to prove a point, if you need to quit your job today, go up to your boss. I mean, we got to get the line straight, like, of what she actually said, but it was something along that line. Uh, it was, yeah, yeah, we got to get the line straight. Well, I've been all shapes and sizes, and when I was, like, a bigger girl, no one wanted to have sex with me, which, you know, but I think it was also myself. I wasn't really putting myself out there. I see that, and uh, this is one of the articles I read, like, top to bottom. I really thought it was an interesting title. <laughs> Isn't I mean, it good? Yeah. A lot, like, I read a little bit about the orphan girl, but this one... I was I was fully into. So when you were that age, the article said that a lot of men they have to figure out if they are you know into BBW or they have like a fat fetish. So and they 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 were totally okay with that, or at least the woman that wrote the article. But she was saying that people would were actually afraid of the stomach. But she's like, if you want to have sex with me, like have sex with all of me, like embrace it. Uh, th- I think that is so good. So yeah. touch the fupa is number one for the. Um, these are the tips for having sex with a fat woman. It's a universal truth known by fat women that the fupa is the most intimate part of your body. I know this because my fupa uh, hasn't been touched or had been touched so little that I'm surprised that she hasn't shriveled up and fallen off. I think this is what some guys were hoping would happen too. Avoiding belly touching makes it all the more obvious that the belly is there. So she says jump in and touch and grip and like love all of the fupa. Stop mentioning skinny girls. I can see it on your lips. It's dying to jump off. You're deciding between, quote, I'm always wanted to fuck a fat girl or I prefer your curves over a thin girl. If you've ever wondered the quickest way to kill a vibe, that is it. She says, use your imagination. In the BBC documentary Too Fat for Love, the blogger Emma Hill visits a London sex emporium where her and fellow fat friends get tips from sex coach Athena May, who shows the ladies how to support their weight going on top. Different positions for face uh, down or how to use a sex wedge pillow. Um, So instead, use this info with a little less rehearsal. Have more than two pillows on your bed so you can pop one under uh, the woman's back if you need it or your own. 
trust us. When a skinny girl shares a meme about not going on top, it's funny shared moment of laziness between sisters. But when a fat girl says this, no, in the moment, and some stupid cis dude tries to encourage her to climb aboard by stating, you won't crush me, the world feels like it's falling down. Um, they say, trust what she says. Like, if she doesn't want to get on top, she doesn't want to get on top. In almost all sex I've ever had, I've known uh, what, I, uh, what I want doing more than my partner does. Mainly because I've been nearer uh, to having many more sexual experiences as a larger woman. And don't bother. If a fat girl is your last choice on a night out, your mate's girlfriend's friend at a party or just something you think you should give a go, put your pants back on and go home. So they say don't do it. Don't have sex with a fat girl just to like check it off your list or like that you have no other options. I totally agree with that. Do you agree with those tips? Agree with the tips. My favorite is if your bed is a flimsy piece of shit. (laughs) <laughs> Let's shag on the floor. And you know what immediately came to mind? My New York apartment bed. Yeah. Don't. Oh, that shag one's on not... the floor. Shag on the floor. Yeah. I, I'm literally like laying on three slats of wood. So, yeah, probably would recommend shagging on the floor. Uh, yeah. Can't I fuck in the that. shower. Finger me in the bath. That's hot. I'm loving all of these. All the great tips. Anyway, it's a Vice article. I thought that was really good. I wish I'd had that article years ago. Years ago. Would've and that's what handy. the beginning of this in, article said yeah. that. She was like, I'm so glad that kind of the uh, it, more people are talking about it now. Uh, we do pop in, which is everything happening in pop culture news. And there's so much to get to. In fact, Demi Moore's book. Oh, child. So much dirt being spilled. And Ashton Kutcher responded yesterday, sort of, basically said he tweeted, you know, I was about to write something really snarky. And then I looked at my wife and two children and didn't. But if you want the truth, text me and then put out his phone number. So this comes after someone text it and see what happens. Okay, wait, hold on. Let me get it um, for you. So I saw that tweet. Also saw Demi's coming out. She's done a couple interviews. This book is going to be, she talks about living with an alcoholic parent. She talks about being her super. Her sold her for like rape sex at 15. That's She talks about up. literally her rape, her sexual, all of the experiences. This is an entire memoir. And you asked me in the car over here, like, do you have to be that fucked up to be an actor? Like, is that is that what causes well, the creativity? You guys are probably way too young because even I, I don't even really remember this. But do you know the comedian Phil Hartman? Who was on SNL? Phil, yes. Okay, so yes, last yes, yes. night we watched on Hulu his documentary because his wife murdered him and then killed herself, like in their house with their two kids. Okay, so didn't know that. Yeah, crazy bananas, and he was so tortured too. I think you have to be tortured to be a comedian or an actor or actress. I, I guess. I mean, it seems like who's normal? Steve Carell is the only normal fuck I've ever seen. He seems completely well-adjusted and owns a store in Vermont. I love... Like, he and Sandra Bullock, they're, like, the only two normal people oh, in Hollywood. Sandra Bullock, too. No, uh, there's actually a lot. We just don't really... Uh, who's the... Um, and them write books, Big, I guess. big... He was in Big. He's a classic. Oh, Norm Tom Hanks. Thank you. Oh, yeah, Tom Hanks is pretty normal. Yeah, He's, right. like, one of the ones I always bring up. He's, like, one of the normal ones. Well, Demi Moore's book reveals everything. Oh. But remember the um, picture where she was bent over in her granny uh, panties, like her white underwear? She says that she was battling alcoholism at some point. She dishes everything. She says that Ashton Kutcher, like, convinced her to do threesomes when she didn't want to. Like, and Ashton Kutcher wanted that. She got pregnant with Ashton Kutcher's baby, like, at 41 or something, right. 42, then had mi- Mid- miscarriage. I mean, craziness. Yeah, she talked about she finding out she was cheated on. She found out by like a tweet. Yes. From like her phone and she confronted Ashton. He immediately admitted to it. I forgot that Ashton Kutcher cheated on her. 
Like I compl- I forgot all that we, stuff about their romance. Everybody, I never forget that romance. That was like the biggest thing. She right, kind of started the movement difference. of kind of like cougars. Yeah, that's true. She was like a huge advocator. I mean, she, you look at them and you always were like, wow, Demi and Ashton. <laughs> What is so say? funny What's over there? What's so, so funny? So Marcus texted. So Ashton Kutcher on his Twitter right now has a phone number and it says text the truth. Okay. So did you text him? Well, I just got sent his contact. Okay. Yeah. So I said, I said, hey, Ashton, please tell me the truth. Okay. Did he write back? Well, and then I had to give him like, I had to give some information and then I was just sent his. What, uh, information? what do we have to give him his email address so we can join his <laughs> fucking like monthly news subscription? What's. It says, yeah, yeah, basically. Oh, it's a, but God. no, here's what it says. Ashton here. This is an auto text to let you know I got your message. The rest will be from me. Click the link so I can respond to you. I likely can't respond to everything, but I'll try to be in touch. Dream bigger. And then I did it, and I just, it said, this is what the lawyers are making me text you. Boo. And then we can, uh, I think now we can text him something. Okay, we'll text him. Okay. Hey, please tell us the truth. What do you guys want to know? Do you want to know, like, if he, uh... uh uh, the threesomes. Ask him. Yeah. Did, who was the other threesome? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who, who was, was the, other the, third? Person the third? Yeah. Who was the third? Oh my God. That was probably is- Mila Kunis. This uh, this article says Demi Moore claims she warned Ashton Kutcher about her tell-all book before. Yes. Oh wait, she says she had an addiction to Ashton Kutcher. Well, I would too. It's Ashton Kutcher. I can't wait to read this. I know. So it anyway, seems like he doesn't have an iPhone. <laughs> Oh, oh, what is, is that? It's green. Showing up green. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ashton Kutcher as an android. <laughs> Ten biggest bombshells the horror. in the book. God, she's so beautiful, too. She's just, like, stunning. They both are... What a couple together. I know. Crazy. Then she had a seizure, apparently smoking synthetic marijuana, and that's when her three daughters stopped talking to her for a period of time. What? How did we not find all this out until now? She relapsed on alcohol. She said that Ashton Kutcher would take photos of her, and that was the underwear picture she was drunk. Uh, and he would make fun of her and mock her, and like, okay. did that to post. What the? F- I know she makes him sound like totally verbally like abusive. Crazy. Anyway, if he texts back, jump on the mic because we want to. We want to hear it. Um, also, if you're a Lana Del Rey fan, she's apparently. Does anyone watch Live PD on the show? This that is <laughs> my favorite show. <laughs> is it really? Yes. I yes. take a so bottle of wine to the face on Saturday Friday night, or on, is it like, Friday and Saturday nights? St- I'm staying in Mort. You guys would be very proud of me, and uh, that is what I literally do. And I could watch PD for hours. I love it. Really? And I love I love the three cops that are one of the, you know, they're like retired cops. Mm-hmm. One's actually from the DMV and they're just like, what do you think about the story? Absolutely insane. You know what I would do in this situation? And then they like actually go into the whole entire, it's such a yeah. good show. It always happens. Top places, Florida, Louisiana. Always. <laughs> like, Southern states, like always. So, you know, she's dating the one of the hosts, Sean Sticks Larkin. He's hot. And he got his nickname, apparently, he says, uh, he, one of his, uh, he chased down a guy, I think, who had a weapon, tackled the guy. And then his, um, like, main officer referred to him as a fuck stick. So <laughs> then it just, he says that it just, like, came his nickname, Sticks. So recalling the incident, bleep stick, it started uh, with an F, and it's a bad word, he said. He just started calling me stick from then on out. So those two apparently are dating. Well, He's good hot. for her. Totally didn't see her into like the cop vibe. She's super summertime sadness. <laughs> She's like indie. You know what I'm saying? This guy seems like super conservative. She's 34 and he is 46. Good All right, here's big age difference here. Yeah, All he's right. one of the hot ones. Hello, Sean Larkin. 
Hello, we're here for ya. Look at we're that. Here for ya. You know what Dan needs? Schman needs some tattoos. Do you think Schman does? Yeah. Actually, doesn't he have like a clover on his uh He has a cross <laughs> on <laughs> and it looks real rough. It looks Is this one of those ones that you get you get like, like when you're where 18 did you and get this like in prison? It's yes. Yes, it's very faded. It completely looks they like they stuck a needle in some ink and like did you oh guys ever God. have those people in No, you never did. But in Maine like people were too poor to go get tattoos so they would do their own homemade ones and they were stick real and bad. Poke or yeah. poke stick and stick. And poke. Poke and What's stick. it called? Stick and poke. Stick and poke. Stick and poke. Yeah. yeah, we had some people in our high school. Yeah, that's kind of what Yikes. Dan's looks like. He needs to get like a bigger Yeah. Schman could look like this like it's some arm tats. real. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm i not feeling it. But anyway, those two are a couple. I really like this couple. I did not see that happening at all. Anyone think we're going to have a bombshell in making a murderer? Because yesterday there were huge news that apparently a guy in Wisconsin has now confessed to murdering Teresa Habach. And it is not Brendan Dassey or Stephen Avery. And in fact, it's all part of a new documentary that will be out in March that has been doing. It's called Convicting a Murderer, which has been uh, following even new information from Making a Murderer and the Making a Murderer follow ups. So this one says that they have the person who is confessed. And now police are listening to the confession and trying to basically get someone to cooperate it. And then this could be huge news. Do we think? I don't know. I don't think it's real. This is the keeping up of Kardashians of crime docs. This is the never ending saga of Stephen Avery. That's true. What would we do? What what would we do when it's over? They have just completely spread this out over many docs i still have yet to get to the you know what i'm talking about it's like you know what I next mean? up they find the paperwork i mean these people are so disorganized his family has like and i can only imagine the the trauma they've been through but yeah you're you have a whole theory of this though um i do you <laughs> what it was well when we first watched the first one you were so convinced you were like you know oh, he, i he kind of charged. thought it was the boyfriend i think i think but uh i don't know i mean i here's my thing i think what's upsetting about these stories is it's like in the jean benet ramsey case like over the years they've had so many people confess to that murder right and i think this guy is just another you know, wants the attention, seeking the attention. He's serving a life sentence or something like that for murder. So what does he have to lose by saying that he did it? I think it's going to be very hard for them to prove it. I don't know. I need spark notes on this case. There's far too much now. Basically, the latest update was Kathleen Zellner is this high-powered attorney, defense attorney in Chicago who's taken them on, and she has spent years reenacting it. And basically, she says that there's no way that Stephen Avery and Brendan Dassey ever could have done this. And essentially, there'd be like very little blood that was my takeaway from watching the first of the thousands of documentaries that was like my immediate reaction and kathleen zellner believes it's another family member i think she believes it's brendan dassey's stepfather who did it but anyway all All connected there you go oh my god what a show today what a show i mean we literally have covered all the kids i mean wow from topic to topic and i thought i was getting off topic constantly you had to wrangle me a couple times Brendan Dassey to Greta Thunberg. Where else are you going to hear all that? <laughs> Don't forget about it. The Greta challenge today. If you need to say something, say it with passion. <laughs> Greta style. Let's do it. We'll start that. All right, you guys, we're out. Love you so much. Thank you for watching on YouTube. We're obsessed <laughs> with you. Uh, be sure to Go. tell somebody about the podcast that's never heard of the Hey Fresh podcast. Bounce the sombrero out. Bounce the sombrero piece out. Bye, everybody. Rock the gas spot. Hey, phrase, I like it. Hey,
Cast Pod, rock the Cast Pod. Hey.